What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 133 of the Tatiana Harness podcast. So today is going to be a great episode. I'm going to be going over um, everything in women's college basketball that you guys have missed, as well as a little bit of an update with me and what I have been up to. Um, a couple of like NIL things that are going on. So going to cover a couple of different things. I'm really excited to get back on here with you guys. I know it's been a minute. And so um, school has been super busy. I am currently going on finals. Or I'm sorry, I've had finals this week and a bunch of midterm exams. But I starting tomorrow at one o'clock officially i'll be on winter break which i'm super excited for getting ready for all our games and tournaments coming up during this break as well as practices and our traveling going on so it's a lot but i am very excited for it all um been putting in a lot of work and a lot of time with everything and going to continue to grow and get better and as there's always a lot to improve on so that is that but i'll get into what's I'm, I'll start off with today, which is the most recent top 25 rankings, which came out, I believe, yeah, December 11th, so three days ago on Monday. I'll start off with the player of last week from the Utah Utes is Alyssa Peely. She has had an excellent start from her to her season. She's averaging 24.6 points per game. She also had 31 points versus St. Joseph's, and including a loss to South Carolina, she dropped 37 points, which is very impressive as South Carolina is a very good defending team. And so she's been shooting 72.1% from the field just during the season for her field goal percentage. And then from behind the arc, which is a three-pointers, she's been shooting 55.6%, which is outstanding. I know they've only played, they haven't played too many games, but at the same time, they have played a decent bit. And so with her shooting that well, she shot... Um, 129 shots from the, from mid-range slash inside the arc. She's 93 of 129, putting her at 72%. Unfortunately, Utah, just to give you guys a little bit of update, they've lost one of their stars, Gianna Neepkins, for the season due to a foot injury. And so Alyssa Peely is really going to have to step up even more than she already has. So I'm really excited to see how she does. The team of the week, we have the Washington Huskies. So Washington has been on the uprise. Um, They just had a, they got a win last week against Montana State, and they also beat the number 21 team in Washington State. Um, In that game, Hannah Steins, who's a sophomore, who I've personally watched uh, multiple times, um, she had 21 points and nine rebounds in that game. So I think I can honestly see the Washington Huskies getting, um, I'm sorry, they were 10-0 and 0 when this uh, article went out on December 11th. I could see the Washington Huskies making March Madness and into the bracket this year as they have uh, a couple of really young players that are very impressive from the California side, which I've been able to watch. But they also include their a little bit of experience. Um, they know how to play together as a team, and they also shoot the ball really well, which only helps them. They've also, um, since Kelsey Plum has gone there, they haven't been to an NCAA tournament since. And so I think maybe this can be the year that they really make it in there and make a push for that. 
Um, Coach of the week, we have Lindy La Roque from UNLV, which UNLV, I wouldn't be surprised. They kind of had a similar season last year. They're currently nine and they were nine and zero, and they beat Oklahoma ninety two to seventy six, which Oklahoma is a pretty tough team, at least in my opinion. And UNLV, I think it's interesting because Mountain West, um, they're always at they've been at the top consistently the last couple seasons, and are have always gone undefeated. Yet they'll like get ranked right at the bottom, like twenty anywhere from twenty three to twenty five, and then they like lose a game and then drop back out. So UNLV, who knows? It might be different this year. I hope it is for them, but I wouldn't be surprised if at the, the end of the day, once they play um, like a ranked, I guess I'll say a ranked opponent or somebody that's on the verge of getting ranked, if they get a loss, might even um, get blown out. Okay, next we're going to go um, to our number one ranking for the South Carolina Gamecocks. So I've had the chance to watch them play a little bit, and man, their chemistry is really strong, and I do have to say I was wrong with them to start the year. I did say I didn't think that they would be as good as they were last year, and also that they weren't going to meet expectations of being within the top five. Well, obviously, they're doubting me wrong, but just to start the season, they are um, 9-0, and and they beat Utah last week, which is a really big win as Utah is a top 10 ranked team. Um, for South Carolina, let's see, they've also beat a number 24 ranked North Carolina, number 14 ranked Maryland, and a number 10 ranked Notre Dame. So they've definitely been impressive. Um, they're always up there. I know Camille Cardoso has been incredible. She's averaging 14.7 points a game, 10.9 rebounds, as well as 3.1 blocks. And then right behind her is Tahina Pow Pow, who's been impressive, averaging 13.1. And after that, you got everybody just averaging crazy numbers. Malaysia Full Wiley, just a freshman, um, averaging 12.1. I know she had her 40, I think it was 41 or 42 point game somewhere in there. Um, so she's been doing some incredible things. I'm excited to see what she does throughout the season. Watching her and Full Wiley play at the same time is really, really crazy. Um, and just seeing like their chemistry and how similar they play with each other. At the number two spot, we have the UCLA Bruins, who are also... 9 and 0 and UCLA man they had a big win over their a uh, number 20 Florida State in which they won 95 to 78. They actually have the rest of this week off. They haven't played any games in which they'll they've definitely um are enjoying this time off as they're prepping for the number 12 ranked Ohio State on the 18th, which should be a really good game. And I also know that they'll face USC coming up, Colorado, Utah, so they have a lot to look forward to and I think in my opinion like those games will really show how high up UCLA is and what they're going to be able to do this year. So their top scorer and rebounder is Lauren Betts who's averaging 17 points a game, 9.2 rebounds as well as about two blocks a game so she's been super impressive and I wouldn't expect anything different with her transferring here from um, Stanford and I think she's definitely getting the ball more but um, UCLA has one, two, three, four, five, six players averaging above 10 points per game. That's really impressive. Also, five out of those six players are averaging more than six rebounds a game, which is even more impressive. So I think that just shows a lot to like how well they play all together. Nobody's really selfish with the ball and showing like it's a one person team, you know, if that makes sense, which makes them obviously the number two ranked team in the country right now. At number three, we have NC State, who is 10-0. So, 
I have unfortunately been a hater on NC State recently. Um, they have shown a lot of fight and a lot of impressiveness. I thought that with all of the their losses within the transfer portal and everything that they really weren't going to do too much this season. Um, obviously, they did get a couple of transfers in, but I think just realistically overall, first of all, they've been scoring a lot of points and they've also been holding their opponents um, below their scoring average. So that, sh- so that shows um, their defensive ability, their grit, and just how hard that they're playing with her. Because it's not like they have one player who's just doing everything um, just in general, right? Because they are all scoring a bunch of points. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six of them are averaging over nine and a half points per game, similar to what UCLA is doing. And so they all just play together with a lot of heart. But going to the actual team itself, you have Asia James averaging 16.4 points per game, who is their leading scorer. And then you all have the impressive Sanaya Rivers, which most of you know the name of. And she's having a really great season, averaging 13.7 points a game, 5.9 rebounds, 4.4 assists. And she's also a great defender, averaging 2.1 steals per game. So I'm excited because I believe, if I look at it correctly, she is, um, yeah, she's just a junior and doing all this just in general she can play every position too that's what i like about her game she's kind of like unexpected and unassuming but she'll just go out there and crush it at number four we have the colorado buffaloes so colorado is currently nine and one their only loss being to nc state so and one of those losses at the beginning i'm sorry one of those wins at the beginning of the season being over the number one ranked lsu was number one ranked lsu um so they've been doing some incredible things lately colorado in general i unfortunately haven't had a chance to like watch many of their highlights so i can't say for sure um but i do know that they've always just played like really good team basketball and they also rebound the ball really well i can say that but you have frida foreman which i remember her from going off last year in um the sweet 16 for march madness she's averaging 15.9 points per game as well as two steals a game you also have Jalen Sherrod, which you've heard her name a decent bit, averaging 12.7 points per game, 6.2 assists, as well as 2.1 steals. She's also shooting the ball really well from the fear, from the field, <laughs> from the fear. Um, I think the thing that I, I like Buffalo, the Buffaloes is really how they're able to rebound the ball consistently, averaging 39 rebounds per game. Okay, at number five, it's crazy because... You don't see LSU, UConn, um, the Iowa Hawkeyes, Stanford, like any of those top schools in the, I'm sorry, what you would consider to be a top school in the top five, which I just find like really amazing because it just shows like you don't need to have all this talent in order to be in the top five, right? So at number five, you have the Texas Longhorns who are 10-0. and They have um, a great battle against Arizona coming up, or I'm sorry, they've already played them. Let's see. They did beat Arizona, 80-75, to which is a big win. Texas also got a win over UConn, which puts them above UConn. And I think they've shown, like, a lot of grit because they weren't even really ranked going into this going into this year. And so I think with them being 11-0, 11-0, I'll fix that. And they all just play so well together. I think they also share the ball really well. You have an excellent guard in Rory Herman who's averaging 7.7 assists per game, one of the best passers in the league who sets up her teammates really well. Um, She's also a great defender, so I think she's definitely the key piece to this team. 
Right now, you have Taylor Jones averaging the most points and rebounds per game at 16.2 points and 7.4 rebounds as she's their big. But, I mean, you also have players like Shaylee Gonzalez, Madison Booker in there, Kadia Faye, Amina Muhammad. So you have all these different players that just step in and play huge roles, play a huge role for Texas and all of their wins that they have so far. Okay, at number six, we have the LSU Tigers, who are currently 10-1. Their only loss being to Colorado at the beginning of the season. They showed, um, they showed a huge improvement, getting a huge win over uh, the number what was the number nine ranked Virginia Tech, 82-64. And they also set a school record, uh, I believe it was the most points scored, yeah. And they scored 133 points, which is insane, that's a lot of points. Um, LSU had this like big controversy going on really with like the players, how Angel, most of you heard, Angel Reese wasn't with the team for the longest time and Kim Wilkie wasn't really announcing why and she still hasn't. Um, but Angel Reese is now back with the team doing um, incredible things as always. But right now I think we really got to point out Anissa Morrow, the sophomore who just has so much talent, it's insane. But she's crushing it, I think she's really found her role, I think the first couple games she kind of didn't really know where to be and what her role was within the team. But I think now she's definitely got it as she's averaging 19 points a game, 8.7 rebounds, as well as 2.9 steals. You'll also see all of her highlights everywhere just going crazy. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. So the LSU Tigers, they also have six players averaging over 11 points per game. Um, and I also think Michaela Williams, man, she's so tough. She's averaging 18.5 points per game as a freshman. That's very, very impressive. So... I'm excited to see what more um, she does and what more she has in store for us this season. Okay, at number seven, we have the Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa, man, Caitlin Clark is insane. Their one loss, um, they are current. so Iowa is currently 10-1. and one. Their one loss being the Kansas State, who Kansas State has been a pretty impressive team. They always are. Um, but let's see, I know also Caitlin Clark just recently signed a deal with Gatorade, which is pretty cool. And not to mention my sister Liv, who also has, um, also has like the sponsorship with Gatorade too. So it's pretty cool them being in like the same realm of things. So, uh, for Iowa, most of you guys, I, if you don't know her, then you're actually insane with the amount of times I've mentioned her and how all over the internet she is, but Caitlin Clark doing incredible things as always. She's averaging 29.5 points per game, 7.4 assists per game, which I find even more impressive. Um, but I think just the ability for her teammates to finish, I mean, they're pretty efficient from the field. Uh, their field goal percentage being 50.8% overall as a team, I think really shows a lot to them. Uh, Kaylin Clark has shooters around her, good finishers around the basket, and then being able to play out of the pick and roll, which is what she's really the strongest at as she's able to distribute the ball or go and score herself. Um, being able to watch them play out of that is always super exciting. Okay, at number eight, we have the Stanford Cardinal. So Stanford was at was up top in like the top three for the longest time. They are currently eight and one, but they just recently had a big loss to Gonzaga actually, which Gonzaga beat them ninety six to seventy eight. I definitely was not expecting that one. Um, Stanford obviously Cameron Cameron Brink doing her thing, averaging eighteen point six points per game, eleven point four rebounds. Um, I think it's been really great to also see Kiki. 
Ariafan, I believe is how you pronounce her last name, step into a big role, averaging 17.1 points per game and 10 rebounds per game. Um, I think if she can limit her turnover, she's averaging 2.6 right now. I think if she can limit that down to like one and a half, that will definitely help them out. Um, but I def- I think that they need more from the guards because, I mean, you have Hannah Jump. We definitely need her to shoot better. Um, but she's averaging 11.8 points per game. But I think Talana Lapolo, who's their starting point guard, she's only averaging three points per game and like 1.2 assists. I know she always gets someone to their sets and everything, but I think um, her ability to be able to score more um, going against a team that doesn't have um, as great of guards as she's able to play out of, um, I think that'll definitely help Stanford get a couple more wins throughout the season and stay on top. Okay, at number nine, we have the super exciting uh, USC Trojans who have had an outstanding year so far. They are 8-0. and oh? Yeah, 8-0. and oh. um, They had a big win over Ohio State to start the season. So USC, man, Gigi Watkins, the freshman, she's averaging 27.3 points per game. She's also creating history with like the most 30 points, 30 point games as a freshman, only nine games into the season, and she's already beat that. Um, it's pretty incredible the things that she's done, that the things that she does, and the way she's able to translate what she did in high school over to the college level. Um, you also have Rayel Marshall. These two together are just an insane duo. Um, playing out of the pick and roll again is pretty unstoppable between these two. In which Rayel Marshall is averaging 14.3 points per game and 10 rebounds per game. Um, you also have all these other players stepping up. I mean, you have Mackenzie Forbes, Taylor Bigby, uh, Dominique Onu, and Kayla Padilla, Padilla, who are all playing big roles for USC as well. All incredible shooters as this team is shooting 49% from the field. So I also think defensively they've all they've held their opponents to really low scoring numbers. So I think that's just even more impressive for me to me. But again, every person on that roster is the has the ability to go and score literally like whenever they want, which is super impressive. Okay, at number 10, we have the Yukon Huskies who have definitely fallen. I'm actually surprised that they're this high at 6 and 3 with their being um their record overall I know they just recently Azzy Fudd won't be able to play for the rest of the season which is a huge loss for them and of course there's always injuries for UConn which is super I mean you can never be happy about all that so I mean they did just get a big win over North Carolina but they recently lost to Texas and UCLA which I believe the reason why they're in the top 10 is because they I'm sorry, the reason why they are number 10 is because they did lose to ranked teams who are really good. But at the same time, they definitely have to keep it closer and play better overall. Um, Paige Buckers is doing her thing, averaging just um, 0.2 points short of 20 points per game. Um, you also have Aaliyah Edwards, who has been doing uh, pretty incredible. Um, and my computer is slowing down for some reason, but... I think uh, they also they have a game against Louisville on Saturday, so I think this will be a huge win for them if they can get this uh, W overall. It might be able to put them back into what they're doing and everything. So I think with UConn overall, with Azifa now being out and not being able to play anymore, we definitely have to see uh, KK Arnold play more of a role. I know she is just a freshman, and I mean she's she's averaging seven point three points per game already, putting herself into a good role there but I think taking over that guard position UConn's definitely going to be depending on her 
things that she did in uh, high school season uh, the last couple years, translating that into the college. And I think she hasn't had a problem with that so far, but I think they're definitely going to be depending on her more and more every time. I also want to see Aubrey Griffin do a little bit more. She's averaging eight points per game as well as 6.6 rebounds, but I think she can definitely do more and help Aaliyah Edwards out as I feel like Aaliyah Edwards is definitely doing a lot on her own. Okay, so next team we have up, we have uh, the number 11, Baylor Bears. So Baylor's actually surprised me this season. They are 8-0. and They had um, a win over Utah, and they are currently going to be playing Miami um, in two days. And I think that'll for sure be a good game, so definitely stay tuned for that one. Um, but Baylor's definitely surprised me. Uh, they have Dreyuna Edwards, who's averaging 13.7 points per game, averaging 7 rebounds per game as well. Um, I mean, you still have Sarah Andrews on this team, Dariana Little Page Bugs, Asia Blackwell. Um, you also have Yaya Felder, who's uh, a really impressive guard that's never that's never spoken of, and so I think with that, um, they they're definitely showcasing what they're able to do off of that. Um, sorry, guys. Um, so next team we have the Kansas State Wildcats, which I'm actually surprised that they were ranked to, they weren't ranked to start the season. Um, they are currently nine and one and they got a huge win over Iowa, which we mentioned earlier, but then they also, oh my gosh. (laughs) So everybody remembers Gabby Gregory, who had an outstanding season for Kansas State last year, thinking she'd be doing all that, which she's still having good season season um she's averaging like eight points per game and 3.8 rebounds and assists but I think the player that's been super impressive is Aoka Lee which you haven't really heard her name before and I'm surprised that they don't talk about her more um but Aoka Lee man she's averaging 19 points per game she's their center as well as uh, 7.6 rebounds and two blocks per game so she's been super impressive um, she also plays like really good defense and I mean she's a senior you really didn't hear her name much last year you've really heard more of like Gabby Gregory you've also heard of like the Glenn sisters who are oh, who are doing incredible this year as well and Serena Sundell which Sundell is also playing really great so I think just overall this team's like playing really good um, together and I think they're going they're definitely going to continue they also rebound the ball really well averaging 44 rebounds a game um, so I'm excited to see, um, I mean, Kansas State, they always pull off a bunch of upsets. I don't know how they do it, but they always just pull off, like, random upsets. <laughs> so I'm excited to see everything that they do for the rest of the season, and hopefully they can keep their name up there within, like, the top 15 for the rankings. Okay, next up we have the Utah Utes, who are 8-2. I obviously spoke on Ali- Alyssa Peely earlier. Um, they're missing Gian- Gianna Neepkins now, unfortunately, for season-ending Injury. I think they're definitely going to be depending more on Jenna Johnson, who's currently averaging nine points a game and seven rebounds a game. Um, they'll definitely be depending more on her as well as Kennedy McQueen. <laughs> Imagine having McQueen as your last name. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but McQueen, who's averaging eight, uh, nine points a game right now, um, who is their guard, just probably will end up filling Gianna Neepkin's role. So I'm interested to see how Utah plays out of this as they are missing literally their second best um score and their third best their second best rebounder as well so hopefully they're able to step up out of it okay at number 14 we have the ohio state buckeyes who are eight and one 
Um, Ohio State, man, they've had a good start to their season. You have J.C. Sheldon averaging 17 points a game, their fifth-year graduate, which I'm actually really glad she stayed this year to give this team like a huge chance at doing very well this season. Then you also have, you guys all know it, one of my favorite players, Cody McMahon, who's super young, just showing so much, averaging 16.9 points a game, as well as 5.3 rebounds. Um, I mean, you really haven't heard much from Celeste Taylor. I mean, she's uh, in their starting lineup. And I think, I feel like I've kind of overrated Celeste Taylor a little bit. She's averaging about the same number she did at Duke last year. She just does a little bit of everything. She's also a great defender. Um, but she's averaging 7.4 points per game, 5.2 rebounds, and 4.1 assists, as well as 2.2 steals. So she's definitely the best, one of the best defenders on the team. Um, I think she's just like a key piece that holds everybody together here just in general. Okay, next team, at number 15, we have the Notre Dame fighting Irish, who are... 7-1, and one. currently their only loss being to South Carolina. So, um, let's see. For Notre Dame, Olivia Miles still has not uh, came back, which is very unfortunate. Hoping to see her back soon. Um, but Hannah Hidalgo, man, she's been so impressive. I love her game. She's averaging 23.6 per- points per game, 5.4 rebounds, Five and a half assists, as well as six steals a game as a freshman. That's insane. I'm excited to see her continue these numbers up as she also put up these numbers against their only loss in a top-ranked opponent being South Carolina. So she's playing super impressive. I'm excited to see her the rest of the season and also her next couple of years of college. Um, you have uh, Sonia Citron, who's barely been playing lately, but she's uh, averaged 20.3 points per game when she has been playing. Uh, I think Maddie Westbald has West Bell has stepped up big. She's averaging 14 points per game and 9.6 rebounds. So they need some more, specifically out of like KK Bransford, Ky- Kylie Watson. I definitely want some more of, out of her. And I think if she can step up, that they'll definitely um, play a little bit better and get some wins against these top-ranked teams for sure. Okay, and lastly, at number 16, we have the Indiana Hoosiers. Um, Indiana is 8-1, and one. their only loss being against Stanford. I mean, Indiana, they still have Mackenzie Holmes, who isn't talked about enough, averaging 19 points per game, 6.7 rebounds. They still have uh, Yardin Garzin, um, Sydney Parrish, they also uh Sarah Scalia. So they're top players, everybody's returned for this team. Um, I would think that would definitely keep their chemistry up, so hopefully they can get some wins over teams that are ranked above them to show that they can be ranked higher, you know? Okay, so that is all I had for you guys as it relates to, like, the women's college basketball side of things. Real fast, I want to go over um, the lottery picks were finally released for the mock draft, in which technically we can't really put out a mock draft yet because we don't know who's going to be returning for their fifth year. If nobody returns for their fifth year, you you have players like Caitlin Clark, Cameron Brink, Paige Bueckers, Camilla Cardoso, Aaliyah Edwards, um, Angel Reese, Georgia Moore, Alyssa Peely. I mean, you have all those players returning, uh, I'm sorry, getting put into the WNBA draft. So with that, I mean, I technically can't put out a mock draft as much as I want to. I can't put one out yet because you technically don't know if they haven't made a decision on if they're going to play another year of college or go straight to the WNBA. 
Um, but the order of the first round of the draft, the number one pick yet again is the Indiana Fever. If Caitlin Clark returns, you'll have the iconic duo between Caitlin Clark and Aaliyah Boston, which would be incredible to watch. Um, who knows there, though? At number two, you have Los Angeles Sparks. Number three, you have the Phoenix Mercury. The Phoenix Mercury definitely need a big pick. Um, at number four, you have the Seattle Storm. And number five, you have the Dallas Wings. So a pretty similar um, idea to what happened just last year with the um, picks overall. So that's really it. But as soon as like we get some announcements on who's returning and who isn't, which we probably won't get more towards the beginning slash um, like end of January, early February, we probably won't be getting on who's returning and who's not up until then. So make sure you guys keep your eyes out for that and continue to watch some great women's basketball. I definitely am keeping up with the highlights. Make sure you guys are as well. I was super excited to get on here with you guys today. I'm glad you all were able to join me. So thank you guys all so much and I will see you all next time. That wraps up episode 133 of the Tatiana Harness podcast.